Hi, this is Emily, and welcome back to the Monday Morning Faith Podcast, and I'm coming to you guys from Vancouver, Canada. I've mentioned that on a few podcasts, but why I mention it today, in today's episode, is because I'm coming to you from Vancouver, Canada, and I have a lot of listeners that are from the US, and I love that. I love that people from all over the world listen to me, from countries I've been to and countries I haven't been to. But what really motivated me to f- to tape this right now is because I'm coming to you from Vancouver, Canada, where I can go with my Bible in public. I can sit at it at the train or subway station, the bus stop. I can bring it to my university. I can wear a shirt that says I'm a Christian. I can scream it and nothing will happen except for maybe perhaps some ridicule or some snide comments and I have the freedom to do those things and I can face zero repercussions that actually matter yet all around the world there are men and women who risk their lives to read just one page of the bible I recently heard a story that I wanted to share with you all of a man who memorized bible verses and a lot of us think of that as really trivial or showing off or obnoxious us that live in north america or in other countries and i certainly would have thought of that for most of my life that people that memorize scripture are just know-it-alls and obnoxious and that kid but now i realize the true magnificent beauty and importance that comes with memorizing scripture Um, I heard a story of a man who had memorized scripture. He went to prison. I'm not sure which country it was in, but he was captured due to his faith. And he had no access to a Bible, of course, being overseas and in a country that prosecuted Christians for their faith. And due to his brilliant memorization and desire to know God more, he was able to share the word of God and save many other um, prison inmates and then there was the Bible that was a, a page just one singular page of the Bible that an inmate got his hand on and the story went along saying that they all flocked around the page and the page was so highly coveted and it just it tears my heart up thinking that there's people around the world And I just envisioned this, a dark prison cell, prison cell floor, with men who are murderers, rapists, thefts, wrongly convicted, people, good men, bad men, Christians, you know, whatever labels we'd like to attach them in this world, regardless of that, they're children of God, and they're God's children, regardless of what they've done. God loves each and every one of those people in those prisons. And they all, I just vision, envision them diving on the floor, um, one after the other, to try and pick up this piece of paper and to read it, to read this one page of the Bible, because that's what the story says. They all were basically clawing for their chance to, to read this one singular page of the Bible. And I get to live in Vancouver, Canada. And that's why I said it at the beginning of today's podcast, and I've said it in another podcast. And if you've never heard of Vancouver, Canada, I don't blame you. 
um, Canada is kind of overlooked in terms of the world, but we're a lot like the United States. It's really similar, actually. There's not a lot of cultural differences, in fact. And um, I have access to not just my Bible, but I have access to the Bible app on my phone. I have access to um, bookstores that sell Bibles. I have access to Christian books. I have access to Christian music. There are so many things I have access to that I take for granted every single day of my life. I have never dove on the floor and clawed for a piece of a page of a Bible. And I'd like to think that I would. But I think this might be relatable that none of us have. Maybe listening to this. And we all have a Bible that sits on our shelves. And at various points in our lives it may have got dusty. And that's because we weren't reaching for it enough. And we have this beautiful thing. This access to knowledge that surpasses all understanding. That we have at our fingertips. We have it available on every app. There's Instagram pages. There's... Facebook pages, podcasts, there's music, there's so many things. There's the actual Bible, through the Bible app, that we've access to 24-7 in many of the countries that listen to this podcast. And we squander it, we ignore it, and we shove it down because sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it's uncomfortable to read because it forces us to grow. But today I encourage you to push past your uncomfortability And I'll push past it with you. And we're going to continue to grow. And the reason we're going to do that is because we are so fortunate. To not know what it means to be prosecuted legally for our faith. I think sometimes we read the Old Testament in the Bible about Paul and many of the other disciples that um, had brutalized deaths. And um, hangings on crosses and stoned to death for their faith. All for their faith. Not for their real crimes just for their faith in God alone and because of that they died horrific deaths and to me in my heart I read those stories and I really feel like so moved because I ask myself is that something I would do right here right now 21st century Emily would I actually do that would I die would I Allow myself to be stoned for my faith? Would I hang on a cross? Would I go to trial and refuse to deny my faith? Knowing that would mean my certain death or lifelong imprisonment? It's some pretty hard questions to ask and really overwhelming, frankly. But how luxurious of lives do we live that we get to sit around and ponder these questions and live in our air-conditioned or heated homes, depending on where you live. Once again, I live in Canada, so I need heat this time of year. Um, But maybe for you, it's air-conditioning where you live. Either way, we live in these comfortable homes, reading our books and Bibles. We sing along in our car to Christian songs with our friends and loved ones. And we have the audacity to complain about so many trivial things. 
Meanwhile, there's men and women and children across the world that die for their faith in Jesus every single day. That get imprisoned for their faith in Jesus every single day. And that breaks my heart. And what breaks my heart even more is I'm not sure that I would do that. I think I would want to say on paper that I would. But if push came to shove, I don't know that I would have the bravery and the courage that some of the other most beautiful men and women have. People who have read one page of the Bible, you know, one chapter, one quote-unquote book of the Bible may have more courage than I who've grown up in the church and attended Sunday sermons and have access to all the things I do there's people that surpass my courage daily and this is not to beat down on ourselves in North America it's to encourage us and I think that a hallmark of any Christian would be asking yourself would you die for your faith I mean, Jesus died for us. He died for us on the cross. He sacrificed himself and lived through the man-filled pain and agony of dying on the cross to bear our sins. And he wasn't a regular man. He was half man, half God. We know that he was both. He was fully man, fully God. And he chose to do that. It's not like he was a sinful person. He Jesus never committed a single sin in his life, yet he chose to suffer. It's like, you know, when your brother or sister gets something that you perceive as unfair and you say to your parents, this isn't fair. They don't deserve it. It's not fair. And you whine like that. I mean, I've done it many times. I mean, my brother can sometimes drive me off the walls. I love him so much, but sometimes family drives you off the walls and The I'm not fair statement, I think, is common in every household in North America, especially. And I just sit back and I think about that. And, you know, there's a lot of it's not fair in the world. But Jesus never said it wasn't fair. He chose to die on the cross. And I think we need to humble ourselves and take a knee at this point. Or both knees. Get on our knees and really realize that God was God, the most supreme and the most high, the most sovereign, the everything, the most of most is what he is to me. The most knowing and understanding and beyond all comprehension, the most high, the most loving and compassionate. He's the most of most to me and he's my the king of kings and he's the lord of lords. Yet he chose to die. He chose, imagine not having done anything to ever deserve the agony of dying on a cross. You've never done anything wrong in your life to deserve that. You've lived a perfect life. Yet you choose to suffer immeasurable pain. You choose to suffer immeasurable pain for other people. And that's what he did for us. So I can only challenge myself and challenge you guys to imagine leading lives that go beyond our North American small comprehension of what it means to be a Christian and challenge us all to 
really contemplate what it would mean to to quote-unquote die for the cause and i'm not saying put yourself into a risky scenario of course i'm not saying that go where god leads you and god alone don't ever put yourself in a dangerous situation only ever listen to god and i am i'm challenging us to contemplate the question am i willing to die for the cause am i willing to sacrifice imprisonment and all these dangerous things and I think it's a hard question. I really think that this is a challenging thing to think about, but I think it's crucial. I think it's important, and that's why I'm recording this to share this with you, because it's not easy, and it's not what your pastor's going to say to you on Sunday, likely, at least not. And it's not what your mom's going to say. And I just think that Christ's love for us is so immeasurable. I think it breaks my heart, the idea of denying my faith so that I could have comfort and that I could escape imprisonment and all these things. God says in the Gospels, whoever denies me, I will deny, my father will deny, and whoever doesn't deny me, I will not deny, and I just... It's clearly important to God that we don't deny him. And I'm going to challenge myself to never deny him. And what that means is to never pretend I don't exist. He doesn't exist in my life. And to never pretend that he's not my God and he's not my savior. Because he is. And whether we admit it or not, he is all of our God. And he's all of our saviors. And that is so beautiful, and it does not deserve to ever be denied. I'm not saying let's hop up on a cross and die for it. But I'm saying let's not deny the one who did that for us. The one who did more than we could ever do. And, yeah, I just want to leave you guys with the message that God's love is incomprehensible in all meaning and in all sense. That we could ever understand as humans. And because of that incomprehensible and immeasurable love. It's our duty to explore the degree to which we're going to express that love in this world while we're here. And so we should explore how we can love God full heartedly. And how we can bring others to love God as well. Because it's not about paying God back or about seeing the works of our hands. God doesn't measure love like that he measures it by faith and by the heart so how can we grow our hearts so that our actions overpour with that love as well anyways that is what i leave you guys with today thank you for joining me on the monday morning faith podcast my name is emily from vancouver canada i hope today's message goes well with you i hope that you walk away feeling stronger than you were before And if you're not feeling stronger than we were before, I hope you continue to question and walk with God and seek his presence to guide you in exactly where you are right now in your walk with him and your walk with the world. So thank you guys so much for listening and I hope to see you guys next time. Bye.